Good Oral Health is about more than just brushing and flossing your teeth. Dental disease is 100% preventable, and it starts at home with you. Yep, you heard me right. Cavities are a disease and not something our children should just get. Your mouth is a window into your body, and it has an effect on your speech, breathing, chewing, heart health, so much more, and we're not listening to it. Come along with me on this journey, and I'll give you a whole new perspective of the importance of taking care of your mouth and the long-term effects it has not only on your oral health, but also your overall systemic health. On this podcast, we'll bring you a mixture of professionals, experts in the field that will give you advice and action steps you can take with your kids in different situations. We're also going to have moms, dads, caregivers, just like you, having the same struggles that you are, because together we can make a difference and help keep our kids healthy. Because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. And it all starts with you. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. Today, I have Dr. Dan Fouts, and we're going to talk more about Aroga. You've heard from Mary Kay and Dr. Hall the last couple of episodes, and now we're going to talk more about the mouth-body connection and how Aroga products, Theragel, Aloe, and Bone Support can help not only your problems that you have as far as relieving pain and sores, but also help prevent a lot of things, help with your bone support, especially if you have periodontal disease or have had implants. So Dr. Fouts, thank you for for joining us. And I'd like to start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got started with Aroga. Okay. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I appreciate that. I, I was back in 1995, minding my own business. I'm a chiropractor. I had already been in practice for 22 years at that particular time. But I got a phone call from the associate pastor at the church in Tulsa that I both was attending and that's where I lived. And she asked me to check out something new that she'd heard about from her sister, who had another health issue going on with an autoimmune thing, multiple sclerosis. And so with that improving, she'd also heard about some individuals with cancer that were doing better. And so we unfortunately had a lady in the church that two years prior had a lump removed from her breast. They thought they got it all and everything was great. She liked it not to do anything else. Two years later, it wasn't quite as great. And they took off the entire left breast, a bunch of lymph nodes, did a bone scan and found that the the tumor from the breast had already metastasized into 26 or rather 16 of her 24 vertebra, get the numbers right, as well as into multiple ribs, the sternum and the pelvis. They literally just sent her home and said, we'll help manage the pain, but there's nothing that we're going to be able to do now. She tried a lot of different nutrition things over the next nine months. Nothing worked at all. She went from literally five foot, 10 inches tall to five foot, two inches in height because of all the compression fractures in the vertebra. And in conjunction with that, unfortunately, she got the, I mean, absolute skin and bones and had maybe six, eight weeks. Hospice already been in for three months. Her sister was there 24-7. She was a nurse taking care of her. And so, I mean, she couldn't breathe without pain. And when I was asked to check out this new thing, and it was a in effect, a saccharide or a sugar of all things. I thought it was dumber than a mud fence, but hey, it was the associate pastor, so I went ahead and checked it out. Well, I was really impressed with the information that came in where they were doing research at MD Anderson with it on all kinds of cancers and a bunch of things. And so I was really impressed, but she was so advanced that I didn't think there was any hope for her. Long story short, I said, if you want it, I'll get it. She wanted it. I got it. And instead of being literally not with us in six to eight weeks later, five months later, she was back working at the church part time and she wasn't taking anything for pain because she didn't have any pain. 
got my attention to say the least. I started looking into the medical literature, trying to figure out how in the world did the body do that? I mean, after 22 years of practice and referral to anybody and everybody, I'd never seen anything like that occur. And I just became fascinated with the potential of the human body as I started looking at more and more studies. And believe me, 20 Five years ago, we didn't have near the access we have now. Mm-hmm. I bet that led uh, one thing to another. I started writing continuing medical education courses. I started lecturing a bit. And I've had the opportunity to both uh, train doctors and lecture to the lay public in over 300 cities and 13 countries. And that's where I'm at here today. And more recently, with meeting Dr. Hall, he and I have been team teaching a bit. Did similar with the Georgia Dental Hygienist Association. We both were working on that. So, I mean, it's been really interesting learning about some new technology. The one thing I can say is I wish we'd have had the Theragel way back when, but by the same token, it has been one of the most spectacular products I've seen in my 48 years in the business now. So I agree. I agree. I got started from. <laughs> that's amazing. And when you talk about cancer, I had a double mastectomy six months ago, and that's how I started with the Theragel. I was having sores in my mouth and I had sores even well before that. And I've been using the Theragel and I've not had one canker sore in my mouth or a cold sore since I started using it. So, So that is why I started promoting it and talking about it and now sharing it on the podcast and meeting wonderful people like you that can explain and have more knowledge in this than I do. I know personally how great this product is. Well, and as fabulous it is not to be in pain all the other things they can do as we'll be chatting about are just spectacular yes absolutely so let's talk a little bit about pain and support so i have as we talked chatted about i talk a lot about the mouth body connection and so your mouth is connected to your gut how you breathe what you put in it it all affects your gut and the good thing about these products too especially the theragel is it's plant-based so we all know that food and what we put in is going to decide that by the choices we make of what we put in whether or not we're going to be healthy or not healthy because in the agricultural revolution we started with more processed foods and sugars and so we have a lot more inflammation in the body and i think that's why we're seeing ourselves being a lot sicker these days than we were before. And so things like this and products like this and companies that can actually help make you healthier are something that I think we are worth looking into and talking about. Absolutely. And especially the the dentists actually have recognized for a long time that the mouth is pretty important for more than just chewing and swallowing food. And as I've looked in more and more at different things, I am amazed at how some of the bacteria, the really nasty bacteria in the mouth that Dr. Hall mentioned, I'm sure, how they can affect so many other parts of the body. And I mean, in spectacularly bad ways they can affect. I've studied over the years much about a whole lot of different things, but that's some of the baddest bacteria I've ever studied about is what's in the mouth. oddly enough, but that it is. And what's in the mouth is also familial. So if someone in your family has it, somebody else in your family has it. So not necessarily disease, but you have, we all have the same bacteria in the family. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it's the mother causes it to get started as the baby's being born. And the, some of the vaginal bacteria get into the mouth and inoculate it. And that's literally, it is so specific in individuals that they can use it like fingerprints. Yes. And quite literally be able to track and look at 
they can look at the bacteria in the gut, identify the different types of it, and then a year from now, because they've already done studies on it, they could get another batch of the bacteria from those individuals and totally blinded, yet the, there was so little change in the bacteria flora, the good guys and the bad guys down there, that they were able to identify individuals specifically by just looking at the bacteria in the gut. <laughs> that is wild. Yes, and it's connected to the bacteria in your mouth. Even heart disease and blockage is connected to the plaque bacteria that's in your mouth accumulating on your arteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one, we'll just go off on that tangent for a moment here. When we look at cardiovascular disease, I mean, it's some pretty significant stuff. Obviously, the number one killer in the country and basically around the world, uh, pretty much. But one of the things that I found incredible was that certain bacteria from the mouth, like P. gingivalis, is really a bad actor, but there's not all that many of them, but they have great influence over the other bacteria. It's kind of like they're the pillar of the community and they, uh, they get other ones to do bad things. So one of the things they found was that we have uh, cholesterol that can become a problem for a lot of people with the plaque, as you were just mentioning in the arteries. And the deal is there's the good guy HDL cholesterol, the bad guy LDL cholesterol. In tiny amount or the LDL cholesterol are so tiny that they can freely move out of the bloodstream and through the pores of the lining of the uh, inside the endothelial cells of the artery and they go out and can travel out there and then come back in to the bloodstream and travel on down the road. Well, it turns out when they are out in the wall of the artery that they are attacked by free radicals. In effect, now the fat, the lipid becomes rancid. That causes an activation of signaling for macrophage, for monocytes, uh, certain of the soldiers that defend us that are cruising through the blood they pick up that signal and they stop and literally go ahead and attach and then go out into the muscle wall of the artery to help clean up the mess. Well, uh, that leads to a whole host of bad things that are going on and eventually could be what will kill you because it can uh, cause a rupture in the wall of the artery and then you get clotting and all kinds of problems. But the crazy thing is the LDL is a problem because when it goes through that little process, it becomes a pro-inflammatory signaling kind of a thing. So inflammation is going to be occurring. Ordinarily, the HDL bacteria or the HDL fat, the lipid itself is anti-inflammatory. It should be working against the what is occurring. Turns out that P. gingivalis can invade the HDL molecule, take over things inside it, and turn it from being anti-inflammatory to releasing pro-inflammatory signals. It now has become part of the problem, not part of the solution. I mean, it's just amazing to me that that bacteria is that bad that it can get in there. Wow. (laughs) I did not realize that. I I had no idea. So what would be a good product to help with that inflammation then? Well, two things. Number one, as many as we can kill off in the mouth before they get a chance to get anywhere else in the body would be a good thing. And so the Theragel is extremely beneficial. Fortunately, many of the different plants are very, very powerful as in an anti-inflammatory perspective. In particular, things like turmeric, Well, let's just put it this way. When I look through the various ingredients, the different plants, then I go on PubMed and type in anti-inflammatory, and then I put in the different plant names, uh, there will be over 16,000 studies that pull up 
with just the plants that happen to be in the aroga formulas. So when we're looking at that, the big one would be the core formula. That's kind of the very broad spectrum one. But then, uh, yep, that's the one. And the Theragel has ace manin in it too, which is going to be anti-inflammatory. So basically about any of the formulas will have plants in it that work as an anti-inflammatory. And actually, anti-inflammatory is not the correct word. The problem isn't that we have inflammation. The problem is not regulated properly. And so that becomes a major issue. And one of the challenges is that when we try to come at it from a drug perspective and something like Humira and Embrel or Remicade that are designed to treat autoimmune diseases like Crohn's or rheumatoid arthritis or psoriasis, for instance. The If you take it, oh, two, three, four months, yes, you could have your knee pain get better from the rheumatoid arthritis because it shuts down the signaling to turn on inflammation. The problem is your body, A, is allowed to have more than one problem at a time, and B, one of your primary initial defenses with any kind of tissue injury where you could have bacteria and stuff coming in or with cancer and different things is going to be inflammation. Now, ideally, it's properly regulated. Well, sometimes it isn't. And so the challenge then is giving the body something that can shut down inflammation in one area, but it may need to turn it on in the lungs. That's why when you listen to the side effects from those particular drugs for those particular autoimmune, well, gosh, now you could uh, die from a lung infection. You could develop lymphoma cancers. You could have this, 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 and this, and the list goes on and on. And it's simply because it's too powerful a drug. They figured out what would block a certain aspect of the inflammatory cascade, but they completely block it for everywhere in the body, unfortunately. And so in another part of the body that requires it and has to have it, the difference is modulation is what plants do. They supply the body itself with different plant components that allow it to turn it on over here, turn it off in another spot. And by doing that, we can bounce up to the brain with Alzheimer's as a for instance, and P. gingivalis is involved in that little thing from the mouth again, getting into the bloodstream. But as it turns out, the amyloid, you know, the beta amyloid plaque may actually be part of a defensive response due to P. gingivalis. On the flip side, it causes problems with the plaquing because it interferes with how the, the signals can run back and forth in the brain. But they did an experiment with mice, where they picked on them and not me, but they actually injected P. gingivalis into the brain, oh. or in, yeah, into the brain cavity, and then they sacrificed the animals 24 hours later. Every single bacteria in the brain had been surrounded by amyloid plaque. So they're thinking it may be part of a, a defensive mechanism, it just is one that uh, has a few faults to it, like your brain quits working. Yeah. But I was going that route to simply say the difference of like taking the aloe, which will be systemic, or some of the other plants systemically, they can get across the blood-brain barrier. They can help with the inflammation and stuff that's going on there. They deal with a thing called apoptosis or apoptosis, the program cell death. And so in the case of a tumor, like a glioblastoma in the brain, well, that's too little apoptosis going on. 
Hepatosis, by the way, programs cell death. I guess I should find that a little bit. And it's the way the body is programmed to work so that when you are dealing with certain issues, if a cell has been damaged, it initially tries to repair the cell. If it can't be repaired, you don't want cancer cells hanging around. You don't want a virus or a bacteria-loaded cell hanging around. And so the body is going to do things to try to get rid of it. And on one end, as complex as the biochemistry is that is around all of this stuff, the bottom line is it's either too much or too little if it's not working the way it's supposed to be. And the body knows what to do. All we have to do is give it the plants to work with. But in the brain, if you had Alzheimer's and at the same time, unfortunately, you had a brain tumor, you have two totally opposite problems going on. Too little apoptosis signaling going on for the glioblastoma, the cancer, that's why it's there, and excessive activity of apoptosis signaling is why you're have, having healthy brain cells killed off and synapses disrupted because it's excessive. There's too much signal going to the neuron. In another case, there's not enough signal getting to a neuron. Ashwagandha, one of the plants that's in a number of the different formulas, as a, for instance, Indian ginseng, has the ability, it supplies your body and the brain can use certain nutrients in that ashwagandha to add to and turn on apoptosis to help kill off literally the glioblastoma cells. And at the same time, it can inhibit excessive apoptosis signaling that is taking or causing the Alzheimer's sign. So, I mean, the body is just really neat the way it's put together. And mm-hmm. when we can utilize that and give the body what it's already programmed to use, I mean, the body doesn't suddenly get stupid, forget how to work, and then we're sick. But a whole lot of things are going wrong. And as you were talking about, man, the food has changed. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, many of the most key components are coming from things like bitter herbs and foods that, A, we don't routinely use anyway, and B, we like sweet and salty, and so they've taken out sour and bitter. <laughs> so they've yeah. changed it around. As I said, I can get going and ramble pretty good. So, <laughs> so we need to. So what what you're saying basically is we need to figure out how to balance that out because when a lot of times people are having reactions to certain drugs, and then you can listen to the commercials and hear, you know, it helps this, but may cause, like you said. X, Y, Z, all of these things. So Mm -hmm. how do we know just as a lay person how to balance that out and and what to do about that if we're being given this pharmaceutical for something and it's causing something else? How do we know what to do, who to turn to? Where do you go when you're being told this works, but you're having side effects? I think that's where a lot of my listeners have a problem is where do we go and who do we trust? Who do we listen to? Well, the one good thing is that because plants modulate, they're not going to directly interfere with the drugs that you might be taking. They can often decrease the need for as much of the drug, or for instance, if you were diabetic, could actually decrease the total need or requirement for outside insulin help to balance out the blood sugar, simply because it's helping the body to work more normally. Simply put, much of what we do in modern medical science, as good as it is, happens to be we are just trying to manage abnormal stuff occurring in the body. Dr. McAnally and many of the other researchers' approach in using the natural plant components is simply how do we support more normal activity in the body to make it function more normally, which automatically decreases the abnormal function. And so it's not that it's either one way or the other. I mean, you can do both. It's 
okay to be on medication, and it's certainly okay to give the body, in effect, food. Because when often the doctors say, no, you can't do that. And particularly oncology, for some reason, they don't think they want anything going on when if you've got cancer. But at the same time, that it's the equivalent of saying, don't eat any food while we're treating you. I mean, because it's plants. It's food that normally had been and should continue to be in our diets, but just isn't. Putting them there doesn't interfere with things, and particularly with cancer. Cancer, unfortunately, the cancer cells can very quickly mutate and become resistant to both chemo and radiation. Number one. And number two, they don't kill cancer stem cells anyway, the chemo and radiation. And yet there are hundreds of studies now from all over the world looking at combination therapy of using different plants with specific forms of chemo or chemo mixtures, chemotherapy mixtures, and radiation at the same time. And amazing results. It uh, The plants have the ability to block the cancer cell from becoming resistant in the first place, as which means you're enhancing the killing ability of the chemo or the radiation. You're not blocking it or stopping it. You're enhancing it. At the same time, while they're doing that in enhancing killing of the cancer cell, they're protective of normal healthy cells that are being damaged by the toxicity of the chemo and the radiation, like the heart and the brain and the kidney and the lung and the liver and things of that nature. So that means you don't have as many side effects, number one. And number two, fine, you cured my cancer, but now I've got a heart problem. Right. Rather not have it going that way. Exactly. So some of the things then that when we look just in the mouth, well, you were talking about implants or where there's got to be osseointegration, meaning bone growing around the implant, or in some cases, they actually have to put bone transplants in to build up the bone density enough to be able to put an implant in. And that's where particularly a formula called bone joint and endocrine is going to come into play. Both the aloe and the bone joint endocrine with the different plants that are in the bone joint and endocrine, as well as the aloe itself in the capsule form, systemically go in. They stimulate the activity of what are called osteoblasts, as well as in the dermis and some of the soft tissue around there of the what are called fibroblasts. And they're very instrumental in building back up the bone density, as well as helping with collagen formation, elastin, and different things to make both the skin tissue inside the mouth, but the deeper layers of the gum tissue and all that kind of thing, much more benefited as well. And so it can decrease the amount of time frame that you go between having the implant put in, but before it has to grow around it, before they can put the tooth on the implant, and it can decrease the time that way. And because of the pain aspect of it uh, being so rapid in pain relief, makes it really nice. And it can also help when you get extractions. Let's say you get your wisdom teeth extracted Mm -hmm. to fill in those sockets in the bone that come out when you have the teeth extracted. Right. It's Mm -hmm. amazing the capability the body has when we give it what it requires and it does its thing. Right. So that brings me to another question with what, when we're talking about the mouth and we're talking about wearing masks and COVID and everything, what we're seeing in the dental office is more cavities because people are mouth breathing. It's causing their mouth to dry out. And we're also seeing gingivitis because of breathing through the mouth. So this is where I think that the Theragel helps as well. But if you're talking about boosting our immune system, because that's something that we've been very much made aware of in the last two years, what would you recommend as far as to take for that besides the Theragel? Wow. Uh, There again, a lot of different plants are going to be beneficial in different ways. 
probably one of the most significant things we can do. And when we look at how the body's individual cells, I mean, you're one body in about 37 plus trillion parts called cells. And cells, in effect, have to be able to communicate. They do it with chemical signaling and antenna-like receptors and all of that. Literally, the aloe and some of the other saccharides that are in the aloe itself are utilized as building blocks to put those different things together. They modulate the immune system response. If it's overactive, it helps to bring it down. If it's underactive, it helps to boost it up. And so, again, it's modulating. You need more in one spot, less in another, and the body can do all of that. In addition, though, uh, because of the inflammation aspect being, as we'd already talked about, such a big problem, fortunately, basically all of the different components in any of the formulas are going to help with properly regulating the inflammation, not as an anti-inflammatory, but regulated properly. And so that is going to be a big part of it. Probably one of the best things that we can do for the overall body is the core itself. The aloe is more outside the cell communication, literally cells talking to each other. But when the cell's been talked to and given instructions, it has to be able to respond. And that's inside the cell communication. We're just understanding literally at cell level how many, how complex the biochemical pathways are and how they can so get out of balance and get things messed up. As it turns out, the core was designed around the concept that rather than looking at a disease name, they put it together in the formula by looking at the systems involved in the body. Brain and nerve obviously is going to work different than cardiovascular system, but the brain and nervous system also has some unique requirements. However, for a majority of the things that go wrong Different systems are going to have different symptoms, obviously, and different disease names, but the biochemical pathways that get messed up are basically very similar. And so the core with the 10 different plants in it has the ability to work on those particular major pathways, no matter where they're at in the human body. So you can be taking care of a problem in the foot at the same time you're taking care of a problem in the head or whatever by doing that. So the core and aloe are going to be really critical if you're wanting to boost things up. When it comes to the COVID-19, it turns out that there are multiple plants that have the ability to block even attachment of the virus to your cell in the first place, can block membrane fusion so it can't dump its RNA in. If it does get that far, other components of plants, curcumin being a major one, have the ability at literally every stage of the cycle, replication cycle, where the cell takes or the virus takes over the cell, it can be blocked by different plant components. I mean, they have hundreds of studies on that, and envelope virus has been around for a long time. This just happens to be a new kid on the block. The bottom line to all of that is they're also releasing signals to block inflammation because the virus is releasing a whole lot of signals to create inflammation as well. And so it becomes extremely protective for the body to give it a whole lot of extra tools to work with, particularly if you were exposed. I mean, it can make dramatic differences in how your body will respond. So with that thought in mind, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, it's one of those things like when you go to the dentist, only floss the teeth you want to keep. Correct. And that's very true. Uh, in this case, only support the systems of the body that you want to uh, keep healthy there. And yeah. that's where the, the other formulas come in because there's generalized things that go wrong. Then there's some specific things that go wrong in each 
area. And that's why if you're having some additional problems with the brain and nervous system, well, take the brain and nerve formula. You'll get the specialized tools for those pathways and chemical foul-ups and all the other stuff there. Well, and that's why I wanted to talk to you is because I simplify things. So with having the cancer, what I found out is they only treat that one area. And I had a whole bunch of other things going on and they weren't looking at everything else. So I felt like our medical system with what I've experienced in the last six months was they focused on just that one thing. But then I had a lot of other things going on. I had a rash on the back of my neck. I had some what I thought were hives and they were blisters and they couldn't really say what it was. And once I started taking the core, the aloe and using the Theragel, all of that stuff went away for me. And I couldn't explain it. All I know is that this was working. So I needed someone who could kind of explain that to me because I was just saying, this worked for me. I don't know how, I don't know why. But when everyone else was telling me, this is your new normal, you're just going to have to live with this. I was like, no, I, I'm not going to live with this. <laughs> so I needed someone to explain to me why and then explain to everyone else because I was saying, take this stuff, it works. I got rid of all of this stuff, but I couldn't give the technical reasons as to why all this was happening. I just know that it's working and that these products have been amazing for me. Well, and that's the beauty of it. Whether you can explain it or not, I assure you, the I get brain cramps just trying to read through the biochemistry. <laughs> it's just unbelievably complex. I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of signaling molecules and you know, just all kinds of things that are involved in the process. But the body knows exactly what to do. Really, really, really smart people looking at tens of thousands of studies put the formulas together. And they're synergistic in that a little bit of one and a little bit of another works a whole lot better than a bunch of either one by itself. Mm -hmm. And they've been able to do a fabulous job. Uh, like with the... And something that we don't think about when babies are teething, starting to get teeth, well, they don't have to worry about the, any cavities yet. They're just getting the teeth. But all the pain that they have rubbing the Theragel on with the, your finger can literally within a couple of minutes take the pain away. Oh, I didn't even talk to Dr. Hall about that, but that is a great thing to talk about. Yes, because you don't want to give them anything that has the lidocaine or the benzocaine to little kids, but this is absolutely safe to use it when they're teething. We talked about it with hand, foot, and mouth disease, but I didn't even think about using it for yeah. teething. Literally, and I know because I've uh, done the studies and gotten a list of different things with the toxicity and all the rest, but virtually any and every, literally everything that they do within the dental procedures that they're using some other type of chemical for, there's always going to be toxicity to it. And even, I mean, uh, chlorhexidine gluconate has been the gold standard for umpteen years. Number one, this works better and faster, more complete, has no toxicity. And, you know, there's just really no good rationale to continue using a whole lot of the stuff that they're using because this is swish and swallow. It's safe for a baby to put in their mouth. And even though we're talking off-label uses now because right. this was oral coating rinse, the, the baby, you can do it in their mouth. You could also do it on their backside if they're having a diaper rash. Yes. And it is amazing. I mean, if it's safe enough to literally put in your mouth and swallow, obviously rubbing it on the outside is going to be a problem. And I can also say that while it's not been, quote unquote, tested to be able to say that, I've seen plenty of individuals with diabetic ulcers, pressure sores, a whole array of things, even MRSA, you know, where we've got the staff things that don't want to heal up and that. And it's amazing the body's ability when you give it what it needs to use to do the job. Absolutely. I also had, they do Botox injections where I work and someone had gotten a cold sore from the Botox injections and the Theragel topically helped um, take that away. 
a laser will help take it away. But when you don't have access to the laser, the Theragel in my mind is the next best thing or in combination with the laser for things that are happening in the mouth. I found that it's been really great for that as well. So I am super excited about these products and especially Theragel as a dental hygienist to be able to give to my patients because you know, chlorhexidine stains. So then Mm -hmm. as a dental hygienist, I have to bring that back and get all that stain off, which is really hard to get off. (laughs) And so this is better, coats better and doesn't create that side effect that then I'm going to have to work five times harder to get off. Well, and whether you're talking about that or the bleach, basically, they use for doing the root canals Mm -hmm. and uh, the uh, calcium hydroxide and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't have any of the side effects. It doesn't kill off the dermoblast, the dermal fibroblast. And two-minute exposure to the chlorhexidine takes the stuff out. And the amount, the percentage, the one or 0.12% on chlorhexidine, it only takes 0.0025 to kill off the cells. It takes way more concentration to kill the bacteria. So in the process of killing the bad bacteria, they're actually killing off a bunch of the cells in the mouth anyway. And it used to be all that they had. I'm not blaming them for that. I can be real curious why they don't change over. But And the same thing with if you had the cancer and were getting the, the radiation, putting that on ahead of time or after the fact, after you've had the radiation exposure, uh, head, neck especially, it takes care of the dermatitis that uh, comes from the radiation burns. Yeah, the burn. uh, it's just incredible how good the body is when we use some of the things it was designed to require. And and that is what's great, as you pointed out, is it balances it balances things out. It's not just helping one thing. So I mean that explains why it was so helpful in some of the other side effects I was having from the things that I was taking. Well, that's that is an interesting statement because I can promise you, every one of these products has side effects to it happens to be all good side effects. It's helping another part of the body, but it does have side effects, good things. And you sure can't say that about any particular drug. No, these had good things that were balancing out the bad things that were happening from the chemo pill and things like that. So, and, and I thank you for taking the time to explain all of that and, and bring up teething. I didn't even think about that. There's just so much information. It's hard to know all that and share all of that. So having different people talk about it and bring their knowledge to the table because you don't know what you don't know. So that's why people like you sharing this information and explaining that help other people to then get knowledge and they can make good, healthy choices for themselves and their families. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for taking the time to chat with us and explain that to us. So what regimen would you recommend? Like if you just wanted to be healthy um, and you weren't trying to solve a problem or solve pain, what would you recommend that people use just to support their immune health? One of the most powerful statements, as you said, is the mouth and body connection. Taking care of the mouth is going to help take care of a whole lot of the rest of the body. So in the process of uh, always, always, always Theragel, if I was king of the world, everyone would be on the core aloe and Theragel. And I flat guarantee we would eliminate a whole lot of the misery on this earth if we could make that happen. You know, I've had the advantage now of seeing how these things work uh, while the apoptosis focus stuff is more recent. The aloe and the saccharides and you know that glyconutrient technology, I have seen in thousands of individuals with about any and everything you can think of wrong as I've been traveling and lecturing so much, changing people's lives in ways we never dreamed were even possible. 
And now with epigenetics, we're learning stuff that 10 years ago, we had no clue that that was even existed or was inside a cell, let alone that we could do something about it. And as it turns out, basic root causes of why a whole lot of things are bad, that's what we're able to work at now. Yeah, and I'm glad you point that out because that's a lot of modern medicine right now. They treat symptoms. They don't actually get down to the basic root cause. So I think more and more people are starting to look at that. There's more and more doctors that are going for the root cause. And I am very grateful for that. And I'm glad that you bring that up because we're going to see more of that, I think, as we go forward in medicine and putting the mouth together with the rest of your body and starting there. Because if your mouth is not healthy, I don't care how healthy you think you are. If your mouth is not healthy... You are not healthy. Absolutely correct. So thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us. And is there anything you would like to close this out with or say or recommend? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Growing old just happens. All you got to do is wake up every day. Getting old, you get to choose. So what are you doing every day that is going to improve your health versus knock it down? Because it's the choices we make that is really going to determine how much we can do. I'm at the tender age of 72. I do whatever I want on zero medications. I can work in the yard. I can, you know, whatever. And I like the way I feel a whole lot better than the way I see a lot of people much younger than I am and how they're uh, behaving and acting. That, yeah, that is amazing. And for those of you listening, the link to A Rogue Life is in the comments. And for those of you that are watching the YouTube video, it is in the link below. And I just want to say thank you. I totally agree with that. It is your habits and your choices that will make you healthy. And a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a happy, healthy life. So thank you for listening. And as always, if there's any comments that you have, go ahead and make those. If you have any questions or something you'd like to hear us talk about, go ahead and get a hold of me at www.dentalhygiene411.com. Thank you. Thank you. If you think this information is helpful to someone, please share it because that's how we get the word out of how we can be healthier and live healthier. And again, a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a happy, healthy life. Thank you for listening today. If something you heard made you smile, made you think, empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure you share this with a friend. Write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook page, Dental Hygiene 411, or hit the link in the show notes to join a conversation. Until next time, breathe through your nose and share a smile. After all, they're contagious.